Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day, uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. I do that. I love it. Why do I want to do it? You got it sitting right in front of you. Go on. Uh, yesterday, we visited our bestie, Dr. Paul Roth. Oh, my God. Paul, your forehead looks great. You had yeah. a little Botox. How are you feeling? Smooth sailing. It does look so smooth. Also, I got to try dermaplaning for the very first time. It's when they take this very fine scalpel and they exfoliate your skin. My skin now feels like a baby's bottom. You want to touch it, Paul? Oh, it looks beautiful. Come on over oh, here. Oh, God. That's so good. Paul. Look at that. Oh, God. That's smooth. It feels like you're that is no, smooth. <laughs> uh, look, make an appointment. And by the way, Dr. Roth doesn't just do plastic surgery. 
surgery or invasive surgery. You can have facials done. You can have dermaplaning, microdermabrasion, everything you need. And they have some of the best estheticians in the D.C. area. Go to westendplasticsurgery.com to book your appointment today. You'll want to join us on June 11th, Sunday, June 11th, for our pre-cocktail party at Wolf Trap. Paul and I are going to be hosting before the B-52s, and we want you to come see us. It starts at 6.30 p.m. You're going to be enjoying wheat bought beer and wine tasting that. Light bites. Also, the first 100 guests will be getting a swag bag. Buy your tickets now at wolftrap.org slash pre-show party. Love Shack. Love Shack, baby. certain kind of way up in here. How are you today? Mm. Mm. You little jet setter, you. <laughs> we, only, mm. we only get Paul Wharton for like a little snippet today because then he's on his way to London for this like restaurant opening. This is like the life of you. Isn't it something? Yes, which is why I love following you on social media because it's always... <laughs> First of all, I never even know the celebrities that you know. Like, you're just, like, hanging out, and then all of a sudden you're with, like, Michelle Obama, and you're like, what? When did these two even know each other? Well, the funny thing about it's like it so is crazy. you were just saying how some of your friends make up their lives on social media. And yeah. like, I feel kind of bad because it's my real life. I know it is. I know you always know everybody. And I'm so, oh, my God. You were with Genuine the other day. That's my homie. I know. And I'm like, I need to meet this man. I've been the biggest fan of that song, Pony, forever. He's such a good friend. Let me tell you what I did last night. I hosted an open house for Mandy and David team last night at this fabulous new house up by the cathedral, $6.5 million. Oh, God. I need a rich husband. I need a very rich husband. But anyway, Genuine was supposed to come, and he was so nice. He didn't make it. He made me a video. He did? Saying why he didn't come. Why didn't he come? Can we play the video? Sure. I want to see this cutie. He was basically just saying that uh, his housekeepers were there all day and he couldn't leave them there. <laughs> his, his housekeepers? <laughs> he couldn't leave his housekeepers? Oh, my God. I love Genuine's problems. Isn't that something? Oh, wait. Let's see this. It's a Genuine problem. Well, you don't believe me, brother, but that's why I couldn't leave. That's the <laughs> Oh, my God. Paul, I am dying to have Genuine on the show because... You are? We can do that anytime. Really? Anytime. Well, here's my thing: is Genuine had had arguably probably Pony was, is one of still like yes. the most played, most like love songs, right? But yes. did Genuine ever have another big hit? Yeah. Okay. What were some so, of his other um, ones? in them jeans, right? Oh, you know, in them jeans. Yeah, yes. yeah. He actually sang those two songs. We went to an event the other day at Longview Gallery for Essence Magazine and Ford. They did okay. an event, a style event on um. Sunday. So that was a lot of fun. My friend Ty, Beyonce Stylist, he was there. Demetria Lucas and I went together. That was my date from Blood, Sweat, and Heels. You know, I'm just name dropping my ass <laughs> off this morning, okay? Well, I've always wondered, like, if Genuine is still wealthy, because that, like, you're right. In Them Jeans was a big one, and then Pony, but I was trying to think of other songs that I know. So well, let gotta, me tell you, he works on. hard. Does he? Every weekend, he's going, doing a, doing a show, doing an event somewhere. He's always going to get him a check. So, yeah, he's still good. Okay. Well, we have a lot to cover on this show. Obviously, 
obviously, Paul and I have been debating about this. We've been heart sick like everybody else with the bombing in Manchester. I have become full on paranoid. I am not leaving the house. I am ready for virtual concerts. I know everyone goes, oh, that the terrorists win when you do that. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm scared to death. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about that. Okay. We'll get into that. Also, um, I really I want you to think about this because I'm, I'm fascinated by this story. Uh, there's a man who is, I think, only the third or fourth man ever in the world to have a penis, a successful penis transplant. Mm. He's an African-American man who was given a white penis, and now he's going to get it tattooed black. Ooh. I want to ask you, worst case scenario, your dick gets chopped off. <laughs> you need a new penis. Do you tattoo it? Because nothing, to me, if I, I'm white, but if I got a black penis, I would, how amazing is that? Like, I mean, you think, talk about a conversation starter, right? I'm just at the party, and then I whip out my massive black oh. dong. Ooh. I wouldn't change it at all. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Just go back to the part about being chopped off. Oh, my God. My dick is kind of my thing. You know that, right? I mean, is other it? than the rest of my stuff. What? I don't think. Wait a minute. I don't think we knew this. That's my thing. Your penis is your it's thing? It's fantastic. So, wait. Why is your penis it's so fantastic? It's always a show pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever those moments arise, <laughs> it's a show pleaser. They're like, oh, wow. Oh, my God. I feel so small. I'm like, I know, but it's okay. Really? Mm-hmm. When did you become, like, aware that you were, like, well-endowed, that that was, like, your thing? Like, did you have a moment? No, I didn't know until I started having, you know, sleeping with other people with penises, and then I was like, huh, okay, so I'm two for two. I'm I'm three for three. Wait a minute. And then I'm like, I thought they all had really small penises until I just thought, oh, okay. I mean, and it's not, like, outrageous, but it's just good. It's the right, you know, girth and the right limp. It's good. Really? So does that, do you feel like that makes your other lovers like self-conscious when they start hooking up with you and they, like, is that a thing with guys? Like when, you know, you're hooking up with another guy, do you think that that your penis becomes intimidating to them? Well, I don't think it's like on that level of intimidation. I don't think, I just think it's like, oh wow, that's a nice penis. You know really? what I mean? And that's just okay. Oh my God. And that's all I really need. You know Jim from from the CW, remember him? Yes. So I did a show called Where the Elite <laughs> Meets. you see? No, well, they've all seen my penis in my jeans and stuff. You know that picture from Sirius XM that they took down off my, um, did they take it down off my Instagram or something? Like Instagram. Oh. They, like, yes. flagged it as, like, sexually explicit. I was just wearing a pair of jeans in front of a Stephen repeat. Oh, my God. You're like the John Hamm Can of I? our podcast. No, not, not quite. I don't want to go that far. But I was doing a show called Where the Elite Meet. It's a show about the sport of polo. So I said, hey, polo, let me wear me some tight white jeans. And them jeans. Okay, so I had my jeans on. Yeah, hit me. And them jeans. All right, hold on. I'm bringing up this song. Oh, Jeannie was going to kill me. I don't know the words. But I was wearing my tight white jeans, and I was um, doing the show, and all of a sudden, Jim yells, "Um, can we stop rolling for a moment? What? And he's like, this is uh, very uncomfortable. I don't know how to tell you this, but... Um, I'm going to have to have you, like, readjust or do something because you can see your penis. I said, Jim, I've got a dick. Now, if that's a problem, call my lawyer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow, that's amazing. What do you want me to do about it? Oh, my God, I love that. It's there. I love it. Here you are in them jeans. White jeans and the polo pony and the polo pony pony pony. Hey, hey, hey. 
That looks like yes. Robin Dixon in the video. I don't think it is. Ah, you like that? He used to be so hot. Oh, he's still hot. He's still hot. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing, Paul. Yes. Well, anyway, uh, I might as well just tell you this story now because now I'm obsessed with it. But this guy in South Africa got, like, the third successful penis transplant. And he now is going to have it tattooed black so it matches the rest of his body. And I love this. Now, I just, what happened to I his penis to have to have a transplant? Do you know? Um, yeah. It, it, he actually had an accident that then Ooh. rendered it, like... Uh, Basically, it severed it off. Oh, so, God. I know. Bless First him. of all, bless that poor man. You go through that, right? Oh, Jesus. Okay. And then, but they go, hey, no worries. There's hope because actually now they're performing successful penis transplants that actually makes it functioning. Wow. And a tattoo artist has now been giving interviews on how he plans to tattoo the penis uh, to match the skin tone of the donor or well, of, the, of the recipient, I should say. Well, when trend, uh, trans men get bottom surgery, they get a penis tattooed. It's not a, it's like a, okay, it's made, I don't know what it's made what? out of, but it's covered in skin. And then a tattoo artist comes on and tattoos a different, like the head and like the really? little, you know, mushroom cat part and then the shaft and the little veins and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. This is amazing to me because I just, first of all, I can't imagine, like, I don't know if I get a vagina transplant. Like, I would just be, the, the pain of going through the vagina transplant, mm -hmm. I wouldn't care who's who high it was. Just as long as it, like, functioned. Right. I'd be like, okay, all good. So it's, like, a different color. Sure. Whatever. I'll okay. roll with it. Say la vie. And like I said, if I was a white guy with a black penis, that'd be amazing. I would oh whip God. that thing out all the time. I'd just be happy that it worked and I felt some sensation. I don't care, you know. What color, what it, color is. it is. Yeah. Anyway, but this guy said he wanted it to feel more, um, he wanted it to completely be just cohesive with his body. So I the tattoo artist is going to do it in various sections and perform it. How, oh, that must be so painful. Ooh, God, so, anyway, my thoughts and prayers are with that man. I just want to start the day with that. Yeah. Um, how was your weekend? <laughs> we have so much to talk about. Taste of Arlington was awesome. That was unbelievable. Thank you guys for coming out and supporting that. Um, also, you know, I did have to tell you this. I, I think we should have this guy on. So when I was at Taste of Arlington, yeah. I met the um, Caps, okay. the Washington Capitals coach, yeah. Barry. Okay. So I said, hey, we've got this podcast show. We really want you to come on. Yeah. But I don't know a thing about sports. Right. So my question is, if we have Barry Trotz on, mm -hmm. should we have him teach us hockey? Like, do you and I, do you think like you and I could do one-on-one -on -one street hockey against us and he could coach? Do you remember I told you that story <laughs> about when I was in L.A. and I, the guy wanted me to go up the rocky side of Runyon Canyon? Oh, yeah, yeah, And I was yeah. afraid I was going to chip my tooth. Uh-huh. That's how I feel about hockey. All right, well. I'm so going to chip my tooth. I have a job, people. I can't have a chip tooth. What if we wore a mask? If you and I were in masks, full armor, and then Barry was our coach. No, I'd on love it. I would love to learn. On rollerblades. Sure. All right. Or skates. Or skates. Hey, 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 Barry. Hey, Barry. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? We're going to get him on this podcast. Let's have him on. I mean, you go to all the, you're a big NBA fan. But do I you, am. Do you know anything about uh, hockey? I don't. Do you ever care, like, get the caps, like, if they get... I have no interest in it. <laughs> I'm like, well, if I can't sit on the on the ice, then, you know, you don't know I'm rolling. Poor Barry Trotz. Do you know what I mean? 
Like there's a big thing between the ice and the people. So I need to be able to see and catch the ball. Oh, this, you want this back? I can't wait. And the poor guy, he was like so interested too. He's like, oh, what's your podcast about? And I was like, oh, you know, uh, we talk about DC and ourselves and pop culture. And he's like, oh, that's uh, that's great. And I was like, so what are you doing? Are you around this summer? He's like, yeah, yeah. I might go to my house in British Columbia, but I'm available. I could come on. And I was like, oh, great. I go. <laughs> I said, Paul and I are huge sports fans. So we really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds great. I'll do it. He's like so cute, though. I love, you know, I have an affinity for older men. Okay, it's yeah, really you do. good. I know. So I thought Barry Trotz up close was and just got really a couple hot. Of bucks, too. That's good. For I know. You. And I like a rich old man. God I, damn. I need to stay away. Why? It's like. It's Ooh. I know. It is really weird. So anyway, I got to get away from them. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this, too. I was talking to AJ, our intern, about this. But over the weekend, I've just decided. You know how, like, on on social media, I don't I don't know that you can filter people out, really, on Instagram yet. Okay. But do you have people in your life that you absolutely love? They're wonderful friends, but you hate their social media? Yes, I okay. do. Tell, I, I, I have a friend over the weekend, and I, I just... I can't. I love her dearly, but social media is just a platform where she posts all her medical conditions, okay? Oh, shit. okay. Everything that's wrong. My final straw was she had to have hand surgery, and she posted on Instagram, on Facebook, on Snapchat, this step by step of the cutting, of the sewing. Ooh. And I thought to myself, I just, I love you so much in real life, but I can't, I can't keep doing this. Damn. I know. Thank you. Do you yeah, have any no. do you yeah. friends like that? I have a friend, and I would just talking to my my other friend about this guy <laughs> every day i'm like damn it every day is not fucking throwback thursday that is reserved for thursdays i mean every day he posts stuff that happened like 10 years ago and he's like if somebody famous if it's their birthday and he's met them before he'll post like six pictures of him and that person happy birthday such and such not even a real famous person like a famous person's friend or gardener or something i don't know you know i'm just like here's oprah's <laughs> gardener i wish i'd post a picture with Oprah's Gardner. <laughs> I actually know Oprah's Gardner. Isn't that the craziest shit? You do, yeah. The How? landscape architect that did Oprah's Indiana farmhouse bought a house in St. Michael's, two houses over from my friend James Woodyard, who who bought the HGTV Dream House. You know how they do the Dream St. House Michael's? every year? Yeah, you know how they do oh, the Dream House contest? Yes. Okay, so they did a one in St. Michael's. I don't know when it was, like in the 90s or something, or maybe early 2000s. James bought the house from the winner. Oh, my God. And it is beautiful. So Oprah's landscape architect lives two houses over gay guy, so I would go over there and hang out with him and, yeah, have lunch. Have oh, fun. oh, my God. Old, rich, gay guy. Old, rich. We like them, yeah. too. <laughs> We get down for like that as uncles. well. Like your uncles. Yeah. Your gunkles. I always say when my, bio, so my uncle, my gunkles, Tony and George. So Tony is my biological uncle, but he's about 15 years older than George. He's in his 80s now. When he dies, I want you to marry George. Oh, Jesus. Because you guys are so alike. And George will be rich then. And he'll, he'll just. he'll have the life insurance? He'll have the life insurance. And they have a very successful interior design business. Wow. And I feel like you guys, I could see you guys together because you're very similar. And it, it would just be amazing. Well, I, I don't know that. that Can I'm... you imagine if you became my uncle? No, I can't, actually. <laughs> no, actually, I can't. Hey, Uncle Paul. Can't we just all be friends, though? I'd love to just go up and hang out at his house. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, should. I can't commit, though. Okay. But we'll be friends. I see you probably with someone younger, honestly. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, just I know. Just a little bit. Well, Let me tell you something. You know, yes. I'm going to London later today. Okay, yeah, so what's So that's going to be super exciting. Well, you know, Marcus Samuelson, he's a celebrity chef. He's been on a lot of big shows. Google yeah, him. Google him. Check him out. He's got this super successful Marcus. restaurant in Harlem called The Red Rooster. 
You all should know about yes, this, the Red Rooster. I have been to the Red Rooster. You yeah, have? I have. Yep, yep. So he's opening Red Rooster London, and Thursday's the big party. So my friend Sidra, Sidra Smith, my best, uh, that's really my best friend. Sidra, Sidra Smith. Smith is your Sid, best friend. That, that's okay. It. That's the one. Um, she and I, she actually flew last night, and I'm flying today, and they're picking me up. She's picking me up at the airport. There's been so many interesting conversations this morning with her. Because she, we rented an apartment in London, but Sidra met this woman, okay? I love it. Okay, I'm she with you so far. She met this woman who would like for us to come stay with her and her boyfriend. Okay. But we're trying to figure out, if, like, what does that mean? Like, apparently this woman is outrageously rich. She lives in Chelsea. She has this fabulous life. And she's like, no, you go, don't stay where you're staying. Come and stay at our house. But I'm like, so, I mean, what do we have to do to pay the rent? And she's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, oh, Sidra, come on. You So you don't think this woman is just out of the kindness of your heart through Sidra is just going, hey, come and stay? No, she told Sidra that we can all be happy hippies together. Happy hippies <laughs> licked pussy and sucked it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it just- Am, am I lying? Yeah, you're going to have to put out. No. I think you're going to have to put out. But, I mean, I said send me the address and let me see if it's worth it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you haven't even when seen your boyfriend yet. He might be super hot. I heard he's hot. hot. Well, there I you go. I heard he's hot. I don't know. That sounds amazing. But what That'll if the down. girl just wants to get with me <laughs> and not the guy? Well, that I feel like happens to you all the time. It does. But I usually need a guy as my gateway drug. You know? <laughs> Like, yeah. that's my marijuana before I get to the, <laughs> to the crack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Literally and figuratively. All right. That's like, that's like a... That's it. Well, I mean, you, obviously you don't do anything you don't want to do. And, you know, you have the means. Like, look, if this woman is, like, coming on to you and you're like, okay, this chick, I can't. You just got you guys just pick up and go stay at a hotel. Well, no, we already have a place that we already rented. Oh, yeah, we I have would just a place. stay there then. Yeah. I would stay there, go visit for cocktails, <laughs> and do not commit to sex unless you're really Oh, I know. Oh, but What's I was gonna tell you, people? I upgraded my Tinder account. I paid nineteen ninety nine. You did? I don't for, that... Yes, for a month. That means I can search in other locations. So I just said, Well, let me see. Hey, I'm going to London, let me check it out. So I Put it on last night, and I've got, like, a ton of matches already. I mean, I have plans on top of plans on top of plans. I, I absolutely love this. <laughs> well, good. You should. You're young. Get out there. I love it. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm working on my monogamy, so, you know, I, I'm just going to be home. So there is a hot club called The Box. Ooh. Yes. They're in New York. You know about that? I know about The Box. And they're also in London. So our friend, um, Kim Which, by the way, yeah. it's kind of like burlesque, right? But extreme it is. burlesque. It's like extreme burlesque meets Cirque du Soleil, and maybe they do get naked. They get naked. They like smack each other. Yeah, it's like a little S and M. They come mm-hmm. from down from the ceilings, and everybody They're gets singing nude. Okay, and all that. Crazy oh, I always stuff. want to go to these things. Yeah. So I'm going to the box on Friday night. <laughs> I'm so excited You're about so that. You're so ready to go. I go to the box in New York, but I'm going to the box in London. Oh, my God. I mean, that's pretty hot. Well, we want pictures in a full report. Yes, I will be posting my little butt off. Speaking of, there's a couple of news stories I want your opinion on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're going to be traveling, and amongst your travels, have you ever felt like anyone's tried to ever take advantage of you in a way like, um, let's say, like Bill Cosby, like pills type way? Mm. No, I can't say that I have been taken advantage of amongst my travels. Thank God, because a lot of people are very upset about this new cocktail that, by the way, originated here in D.C. called the Pill Cosby. Excuse me, ma'am? Did you see this? The Pill Cosby? Did you see this picture, by the way? This Pill Cosby? 
Oh so, my God. first of all, I want to go to this. I want to go to this pop-up bar because the pop-up bar, the actual title of the pop-up bar is Diet Starts Monday. Yes. Okay? That, which I and love. And we can all agree with, right? Love, love, love. But they are now still apologizing. And in fact, a lot of people are threatening to boycott the local pop-up. And now the owners are actually concerned about their business because earlier this week, they said that the menu would carry a pill Cosby, <laughs> which is essentially, it was like almost... Uh, 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 it looked like a cosmopolitan drink, and then it had... On the rocks with pills floating on the top. Oh, my God. All right, are you offended looks good. by this? I don't know. I No, I think it's funny. So would you... you Shit, he did it, or whatever, allegedly, supposedly. Don't sue us. <laughs> well, now, I know, and Bill Cosby, by the way, they're doing jury selection. He's saying it's racism. That's the reason that he's in the position that he's in now. Um, but the Pill Cosby drink claims to be, quote, raising awareness of date rape, but that's men claiming it without consulting female survivors. So that was some of the response. Also, at Diet Starts Monday, people were applying, your Pill Cosby drink perpetuates rape culture. It's gross. Rape mm. is not funny you think people taking it too personally or do you feel like see here's my thing is i actually posted i thought that you know they shouldn't retract initially but then i felt guilty because people were on my social media like hey i've experienced date rape and you know it really is like when things like this come up it you know people make it a joke and it's a trigger thing and so then i felt bad so i I changed i mean because i never want to make people I love people. Like, I don't want people... I feel like there's so much shit in the world. You know, but I want people so to feel good. But there's so much for people to, you know, that seems like it's Is in it poor f- taste. But, I mean, when can we just laugh? You know? When can we just laugh and have a good time? I mean, I, I'm not advocating um, date rape and, and slipping things in people's drink, but it's just... I mean, that's the Jell-O pudding man. That's like America's dad. I know. He's now a rapist. Well, allegedly. Well, yeah. I mean, shit, when I mean, you put if, it like that, you're a fucking buzzkill. No, but I get it. I mean, I get it. But I'm like, bitch, don't kill my vibe. I'm about to be a United Polaris first fucking class to London. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> bitch, bitch, don't get me, me a pill, Cosby. Give me a pill. Okay. <laughs> shit, I drink that all the way to London. Well, it's different when you're like date rape drugging yourself. Right. You know? Oh, I would only do that. Right. I used to do a horrible joke when I did my short stand up comedy yeah. thing about. About, like, because obviously I used to weigh 60 pounds more, and how the only good thing about being overweight was that I was harder to date rape, and people didn't like that joke. Ooh. I had to give it up, yeah. Yeah, that's bad. pretty bad. <laughs> okay, but well, that's bring, where I lose the audience. Okay. Well, to bring it back, the other day when I was with Genuine, this woman said, Oh, yeah, I lost my virginity, my virginity to Genuine, like a, to a song. Oh, yeah. And he was like, So did I. Like, <sighs> you know, his hand. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> I was like, boom, good one, genuine. <laughs> that was genuine, this funny. Paul, I know you saw this video, too. Um, it was trending over the weekend, and everybody's seen it, of the sea lion in Richmond, British Columbia, yeah. near Vancouver, Vancouver, that grabbed a little girl and dragged her into the water, and a man jumped in and swiftly rescued her. It's gone viral. I mean, everybody's seen it. But now Canadian port officials are coming out, and they're blaming the parents of that little girl who was yanked into the water by a sea lion, and they're saying that parents need to not look at Harbor Authority and not look at Canadian police as to resolve this or put up more signs, but in fact, parents need to watch their kids more and stop feeding wild animals. Do you agree with that? I agree that they need to watch their kids more. Like the the kid that got thrown in, that fell into the pit with the gorilla, you remember? Oh yeah, Harambe. The Haram, yes, the, the kid that fell in and then they had to shoot Harambe. 
Did they shoot him? Did they shoot him? Yeah, they killed Harambe. Yeah. Because the Harambe had the little boy. Yeah, he was dragging him around and all that. Yeah. There was a lot of debate. Was Harambe trying to protect the little boy and help the little boy? Or was Harambe getting ready to crush the little boy? So then they shot Harambe. Well, yeah. It's unfortunate. But yet again, whose fault is it? Like, if that was my kid, I would be like, "Uh uh-uh. Get your little ass up over here. So you wouldn't even blame the Canadian Harbor Authority. You wouldn't be going at them saying, hey, look, you know what? You need more signs out. Because that's essentially what some people are defending the family going. Um, People were, yes, and this little girl was sitting on the edge of the dock. And before that, people had been feeding the sea lion that was coming up to the dock. So people are saying that. But what they're not happy about is that until recently, there hadn't been an extensive amount of signs um, saying, hey, look, this is illegal and dangerous. So a lot of people are coming to the family's defense going, you know what? Even though there's this rule, you guys haven't done a good job of getting the word out. So what do you think? I mean... Hmm. I mean, that's tough. If I was in that situation, I'd be blaming the authorities. I'd be blaming everyone there except for myself. But yeah. from my perspective, I'm just, you know, I'm doing like this. I'm looking, peeking through my fingers, looking at the parents. No, I think you're right. I mean, especially when it comes. I feel like this video, too, because you can see the little, you, you can see the sea lion before yeah. he pulls her in, right? You can see him kind of coming up to the dock, mm-hmm. almost like either being playful or looking for food. Yeah. And then the little girl, now granted, she's all of like 10 years old, sits down on the side. She looks smaller than that. Maybe she is younger than yeah. that. Um, so she's sitting on the side. And you're kind of like, why did you go back and sit? And then, of course, it, you know, the sea oh, lion yeah. thinks it's food and then drags her into the water. So, I don't know. I mean, I want to blame the parents, too. But then I feel like kids, you know, kids do all kinds of shit when you're not looking. So, it's so hard to say. But thank God she's all right. I mean, thank that God, little thing was scary. That was very scary. The sea lion was about six feet in length and weighed anywhere from 610 to 860 pounds. Could have easily dragged her all the way down. To Ooh. the bottom of the water, and Ooh. she potentially could have drowned. But thankfully, oh, she's terrible. okay. Oh, thank God. Thank yeah. the Lord. I feel like everyone listening to this, though, will be like, blame the parents. Yeah, shit. Why the hell it's are the parents? It's parents' fault. Well, it's, and I, I feel like people around wild animals, I don't know what's wrong with them. Like, yeah, God. I keep my distance. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, all right, I don't want to be too much of a buzzkill, because I know you're traveling. But, um, you know, obviously, this Manchester, the bombing at the... Um, at Ariana Grande's concert is still on people's minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also came out in a news story that Ariana's drummer is from the D.C. area. He says he's absolutely heartbroken about what happened, posted on social media about it. Um, his name is Aaron Spears, and he was playing at that concert mm-hmm. when that unexpected bomb went off. Spears responded to text messages, and um, he said that they finished the show, went back to their dressing rooms when they heard the explosion. Damn. Says it's so heartbreaking. Now, 22 victims uh, have, 22 people have died, and then dozens of others have been injured. Does this make you think twice, Paul, about mm-hmm. going to like a um, large concert venue? It does. Sporting it really event? does. Really? Yeah, it does. I, I was just telling you earlier that um, last year at Capital Pride, one of the. I know. We're supposed One to go to that now. One of the events that brings the entire community together. People are out there. It's all love. It's all togetherness. I'm smacking hands. We're taking selfies. I'm kissing babies. I mean, it is like a community, like, at its top form. And But I was worried. I was a little worried last year. There was something that happened, like, right before um, last year. And I was yeah, did they thinking, make some arrests in D.C.? I can't remember that yet. Something was going on, and I was like, oh, shit. But, uh, but you know what? 
I don't think that I would go to a concert anytime soon. Like, I'm flying to London today, so it had me thinking, of course, that's Manchester, but they've actually increased security all around the UK. Like, right. all around Everywhere. big sporting events and concert venues and all that. So, yeah, I certainly do think about it, but would I cancel my trip? No. Like, I really wouldn't because we live in Washington, D.C. I mean, you know, I can look out the top of my window and look at the White House. Right. You know? So it's kind of like, you know, what are we going to do? We just got to keep living. I'm ready for virtual concerts, honestly, and virtual. That's fine with me. I don't need to ever be in a crowd again. Sure, sure. I mean, honestly, people, I, I posted about this, too, and people are like, you're letting the terrorists win and all this stuff. But I'm like, but they're going to keep doing this. Like, I mean, I, I just feel as though, I don't know. I, I'm. I, I, this is how I feel. I feel like, you know what? If we're going to have concerts, I want a mile barrier back. Mm-hmm. So I want people to be screened a mile away from the studio mm-hmm. or, the, or the arena. All right. I don't think this is extreme, but some people, I think, were kind of going after me on social media, thought this was nuts. And I think that you're going to have to go four hours early to these events if you want to enjoy it. You know what? Guess what, folks? Four hours early, one mile barrier, mm-hmm. and I think that they should have different times where they dismiss people. Fine, people want to stay till the end of the concert. They want an encore. No. This guy waited. He shows up, this 22-year-old terrorist. He mm. shows up, waits for them outside. When a mass group of people comes out, he then blows himself up, right? Okay, oh. first of all, the mile barrier would have helped. <laughs> and if you disperse people in small amounts, he's not going to be able, they're not going to be able to drive a car with all these bombs in it and blow up all these people because they know it's like, you know, but hindsight people coming is always 2020, Sarah. And, you know, you could fix that and then they do it somewhere else. Like they just drove the car a couple weeks ago what, into the crowded market of all the people. Oh, yeah. Where was that? I mean, there, I know there are. There are so many. I just there I can't. so many ways. If you want to be destructive, if you want to ruin people's life, it's just it's terrible. We just have to kind of band together. Like, I think it, in its tragedy, it brought the whole world together. It had us all praying and hoping and sending positive energy. And, you know, the best thing we can do is just keep on living. Do you think we can really eradicate terrorism? That's my other thing, too, is like, okay, what are we, are we, how are these Syrian groups even still going? Don't we know about them? Why aren't we killing all these people that are these terrorists? Or you think you just can't control that? Well, I don't know. I feel like the way that this administration is speaking about terrorism might be making it worse. I mean, this is just my perspective. Personal, but yeah, yeah, go for it. You know, I I just feel um, it it just seems a bit more combative than it has been in the past. And it's made me worried about what this means because, no, you can't stop it all. They can't screen everybody that's even on their list. They can't follow all the people on the terror watch list around everywhere that they go. I I would. And then there's some people that are self-radicalized, so they just are inspired by ISIS, not necessarily, you know, a part of it, but they're inspired by it, and then they carry this stuff out on their own. I'll get a lot of backlash for this, but this is the one thing I am really conservative about. It's like, open up Guantanamo Bay again, throw them in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. <laughs> that's my t- sorry. Oh, one more thing we'll about this. We'll be changing location of this podcast next week. <laughs>
said. One more thing, by the way. Uh, this is not funny, but uh, people are sick, and how do they even come up with this? Uh, authorities are also saying, though, that um, more and more images are circulating on social media of people that are supposedly missing in the Manchester bombing that actually aren't. In fact, what happens is a lot of times if you have an enemy or if you're a YouTube star or influencer that people don't like, they'll take your picture and then they'll start circulating it like, oh, hey, I can't stand that Paul Wharton and Sarah oh. Fraser person. So these two are missing in the bombing. And then it gets like they, they post it as real. Like, hey, have you guys seen these two hashtag missing in Manchester? What? And then it's actually all fake. And people are just doing that because they're basically wishing we were dead. People need to get some damn business, don't they? Uh, Why are people worried about other people that just because they, they hate them? That's terrible. I know. Get it is. Life. It's disgusting. It's disgusting to the true victims. The, the the dumbest part about this whole thing is actually great publicity for the YouTubers. So mm -hmm. why are you doing that? You're giving these YouTubers, you sure. know, more publicity, but you're only hurting the victims. That's just so anyway. Terrible. That was some of the shit that was just coming out of it. Poor taste. I know it really oh. is in poor taste. Um, also, the Cash Me Outside girl Danielle Baruglia, who I'm mm -hmm. kind of obsessed with, who's just 14 years old. She's going on tour, getting fifty thousand dollars a night. What? Um, she's embarking on a national tour where she will mock guests at her live show lip sync horrible. and then answer questions. <laughs> Fucking horrible. Really? $50,000 a night? $50,000 a night. Is and it I, already sold? I don't I believe it. I don't believe it. She's got a DC stop happening. Um, she's not getting $50,000 a night. What? There's no way. She's got 9.8 million followers on social media mm -hmm. um, as of May 22nd. Who would pay to see this little fool? Um, they're gonna they're gonna be charging anywhere from thirty to forty dollars a ticket, where she's gonna be doing a live show. Okay, I mean I'm not knocking her, but she's a mess. I mean, she, she now roasts celebrities on her YouTube channel, where she gets four million views. That's what she received when she roasted celebrities at the Met Gala. Now she's gonna be able to do it in real life. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, get your hustle on, girl. Uh, I mean, I can't even believe this. Uh, I mean, I just hate that people have to get their rise off of tearing other people down. So that's why I think she's a mess. I just don't like all of that aggressiveness, combativeness, that ugliness. I just don't really like that. And I don't like that other kids her age are seeing that. I wouldn't want my nieces emulating this fool. And if they thought they could make $50,000 a night, they might tell somebody to catch them outside, you know? Well, I think the only part of this whole thing, right, like the only thing that I think is at all redeeming is I actually think this is truly who this girl is. So I feel like you're kind of watching. I mean, I, I disagree with it because she's, the mom has obviously created this. Here's the Dr. Phil appearance. I ain't gonna lie, there's no reason to lie. Everybody know already lie. No one can understand what she's saying, by the way. What do you say to yourself that gives you I love Dr. Phil. the right to take somebody else's car? Something to be sly, you mean? That's what makes me want to take in that next bitch car. What now? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Are you speaking English? You're speaking English. Do you have an accent of some sort? No. Tell them where it comes from. You know. She's <laughs> white. She's from Minnesota. Oh. Okay. So, tell me again. What, what is it you say to yourself that gives you the right to take somebody to... else's car? I don't say anything to myself. I just say, all right, that's a car. Anyway, I was going to try and find the cash me outside uh. thing. But uh, anyway, I uh. think the only thing is I get the vibe when I watch her that that truly is. It's not like an act. So I Well, think she's watched it in videos and she's tried to appropriate other people's, you know, lifestyle and 
and dialect and all that, but that ain't who she is from Nebraska or wherever that little chick is from. Where is she from? <laughs> no. From like, from like the Midwest. I mean, whatever. I just You're God not bless going. Her. I hope she makes a lot of money so she can go to college and sit down somewhere and get uh, an education. I feel like it's just another pop culture, like 15 Minutes of Fame, right? It was like right. Sanjaya on American Idol. It's like some of these people. It's like the, uh, you know, Leave Britney Alone guy who kind of cashed in on it. Right. So it's like, God bless her, because she's going to get that 15 minutes, make yeah. the cash while you can, because in three years... She'll be on Oprah's Where Are They Now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's not a bad place to be, you know? Paul, do you ever look at... Uh, I know we were talking about how our friends' Instagram feeds annoy us. Like, we love our friends and mm-hmm. we support them, but sometimes the crap that they post really bothers us. But do you ever look at social media now, Instagram, and is it starting to make you physically sick? Like, um, you know, you look at all those acai bowls, and um, do you think at all it feeds into, like, an eating disorder for you Hmm. at all? Like, do you feel guilty about not being really healthy? No, because I am. So you're already a person like you... I know you actually juice all the time, so it's every not day. really every day. But um, so it's balanced for me. So in the morning, you know, I have my um, organic coffee and my chocolate soy milk and my all of my uh, mixtures that I make my smoothies and all that stuff. And then I'll have a nice salad for lunch, and then sometimes a glass of wine or champagne. And then I'll Ooh. have um, a dinner, and it's usually it's good food. I mean, it's usually pretty healthy. Do you feel like okay? Are you doing that genuinely because you feel? like better and healthier when you do it or do your friends ever say to you you know what you're orthorexic orthorexic or orthorexic yeah what is that orthorexia nervosa is when you uh, now have a disorder of being healthy so like you're not necessarily anorexic because you eat right but you are orthorexia you are so obsessed with being healthy that you cannot eat anything bad because the minute it enters your system you like panic you're That's melting not me. down no i'm so, no god please i'm like 20 pounds up from that <laughs> In 20 pounds, I'll be orthorexic. Okay, well, the young people now are reporting that they're feeling depressed, and more doctors are reporting a new nervosa called orthorexia that has now stemmed from Instagram and specifically all the juicing and acai bowls that people post. The minute you see those, people begin to become obsessed with their eating and are worried that if they're not doing green smoothies, a yoga pose, that they're actually they kind of go almost into this like state much like anorexia where they become obsessed with it. Well, you've done mindful living for a long time. What about it? Just it's a gentle reminder. I mean, of how to eat something healthy and feel better and live your best life. I mean, could it be that? I try, you know, I never want to preach to people, but I, um, 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating. And today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you.
Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for Her Fertility Aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. How ironic! I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. I do see, like, again, I have a lot of social media friends, and you should do what works. You know what? If you are one of those people, I personally do not believe that Weight Watchers or Kashigo Lean or any of those things, I don't believe any diet works. Mm -hmm. I I truly believe diets don't work, and they only work for probably maybe 5% of the population. Mm -hmm. And so why you would set yourself up on that journey? Because really, if you're a person who's very disciplined, you can stick to a diet regimen and exercise regimen. Those are the people who can exercise six days a week. But Mm -hmm. most of us are not like that. So um, I never got into acai bowls i don't think i've ever even had i have never even had an acai bowl right but you can't hit on the people that have an acai bowl 
No, I mean, I think you should do, you should do it, but I do think it is an obsession on Instagram of like posting healthy. But how Saturday come it's morning? not an obsession with the people? I know people that post fried chicken and lasagna. You know, I like that just as much as I like looking at the other stuff. But do you think those people post as much as like the acai yoga juicer? See, to me, I feel like on Instagram. People are not posting pictures of a fat, juicy burger rarely. Like, they okay. really are celebrating. They really want to be. Instagram is, like, clean. And sure. Well, this is what I know about food. Oh, tell me. Yeah. What I know about food is that in my family from Cleveland, Ohio, by way of Birmingham, Alabama, and Winston-Salem, North Carolina, most women, the matriarchs of the family, my grandmother's 91, her sisters are in their late 70s, um, their brother just passed away, but he was like the only man that lived past like 80 years old in my whole family. Well, back, you know, then. Okay. Because my grandmother's husband and her sister's husbands all died when they were like 40 years old. Really young? Oh. Yeah, because you know why? Because they would come home from work and they would have a fresh soul food dinner every night. It would be ham hocks and chitlins and fried chicken and uh, greens with, ha- with, the, with the turkey neck and or the whatever was in there. And, you know, all of the food with the butter and the salt and, the, and they died. Holy you know, shit. And the women were making the food and certainly ate a bit less than the men, but the men just ate the food up. I mean, my grandfather died from colon cancer. Oh, my God. Do you know? They, he died at 56 years old. Young. They all died young. So that's why at this stage of my life, I'm kind of like, huh, maybe there is something to this juicing and, and the, the healthy eating, which to me kind of is indistinguishable from the mindful Eating. Oh, yeah. Because and I've seen the other side six feet under. Yeah. You know? Oh, I agree. And I think ultimately it always comes down to moderation. Yeah. So it, and I feel like you'll know. I mean, for me, I knew I had an issue with food because it just was becoming unmanageable. Like mm-hmm. it was controlling. All I thought about was food all the time and exercise. And that's the sign, whether it's alcohol or food or whatever it is. When it begins to take control of your mind and your life, that's when you know you have an issue. So yeah. it's just about moderation. It is. Now, there is a certain level of guilt there when you do start to live that life where you you know, you want to drink your green juice and have your smoothies and eat your acai bowls and all that. You know, when you decide that, you know, I want to have that fried chicken sandwich, which I do. Right. You know, I don't know that it's mental guilt or if my body is rejecting it because I'm instantly tired slash depressed and I'm not sure which one it is oh god every time I have to have a nap right after my whole family jokes about it like when I go for Thanksgiving or whatever and I have like the big thing well of course a lot of people might be like that I do too I can't eat large meals anymore because I mean I used to be a binge eater when I was like a yo-yo dieter and all that but once you kind of get in a rhythm with your Mm -hmm. system whether Mm -hmm. that's like you work out a couple days a week and you eat in moderation then when you go off that it is really it changes your whole Chemistry. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I do like the balance. I just find that, you know, eating the fried food, the super fatty stuff just doesn't make me feel good anymore. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. And to be honest, I feel the same way about alcohol. I really do. Oh, me too. I have to drink in moderation. I really do. As much as it's a part of my social life and I'm still drinking all that kind of stuff, but I, I drink so much less because... 
being honest with myself, I realized I feel like shit after I drink a lot. Oh. And I don't want to keep feeling like shit. I want to feel good. I know. And you, like, lose the day, and you lose the day after. No, it's not worth it. Well, but I want to talk about something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I want to talk about something because it's a couple of things. So the Pill Cosby yeah. got me thinking about this. And then when you mentioned Facebook, because you know you have these Facebook memories. Oh, my God, yes. So <laughs> I had a Facebook memory pop Mine are up. terrible. <laughs> I didn't even know I had, I must have posted a picture with this guy years after I was hanging out with him. I met this guy when I was like really young. Well, I was in New York. I think I was like 21 or 22. I must have posted a picture with him like eight years ago, which was eight years after that. Okay. Do you know? Okay. So anyway, I, me and this guy decided we were going to go out. Okay. okay so he's you, a, he was a straight guy. All right. He is a straight guy. He's actually, he was married. He's been divorced. Now he's married to somebody else. Um, but we decided we were going to go on a date and we we're going to see what happened. Oh, I love all it. Right? Okay. So he, to make himself feel better about the date, he wanted to go all out and he wanted to do ecstasy. Okay. All right. Now I had never done ecstasy and I hadn't done it since. Okay. But I decided that I knew this guy that sold ecstasy. And I asked the guy to get me some ecstasy. We All were right. just going to both take an ecstasy. We were going to go. Elite Model Management was having a big party. Their Elite Model look, like a big runway show. And Adriana Lima was there because oh. that's how she was discovered and all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we were going to this Elite Model look. So we decided we were going to pop this ecstasy. So we go. You know, is it time? Yes, it's time. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. So, you know, he takes his and I take mine and we, we do that. And then we go to a bar and he's starting to act all like loopy and fucking crazy. And I'm like, oh, God, mm, mine, you know, maybe because I drink more than him. I don't know. I don't really feel anything. So nothing was happening. Not for really. You. For you. Okay. I mean, I was maybe getting a little toasty from the cocktails. Yeah. So we go through that, and then we end up going back to his house, and he's just, oh, he turns on the music, and he looks out on the Hudson River, and oh, God, he looks at the stars, and he just loves everything. <laughs> oh, let's take our clothes off. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't feel shit, but I'm like, you're hot. Let's take our clothes off, you know. <laughs> so we do all that. He got his hands on the windows and looking out on New York City, and we do all that, and we kissing and making out. We go into the bedroom, and we make it happen. So I'm just, so we wake up the next morning and he's like, oh, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That trip. That was such a trip. And I'm like, yeah, that was a trip. You know, like, okay, I <laughs> guess. Well, but nothing, like, you didn't really feel anything all night. No. So I called the drug dealer, the ecstasy dealer, and I'm like, hey, um, I got to tell you, like, does ecstasy not work for some people? Because my friend was totally tripping off his ass and, like, I didn't feel anything. Oh my god! I love that you call back the drug dealer. That's like that's right. Like actually, they talk about how the product worked. And sir, I'm like, you gave the sir, product. what is the return policy on this ecstasy? <laughs> so you know what he told me? Did you yelp him? Like I love this. <laughs> you know what he told me? What he said, Paul. I like you so much. I did not want you to do ecstasy. Like so, I what? basically gave you like a fucking tic tac or something. It gave me. That was a, they were it wasn't real ecstasy. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But he ultimately mixed it up, right? He gave you one real no, one and one fake one. He gave me two placebos, and the what? guy, <laughs> the the straight guy who who wanted to like blame his his hot his heat for gay sex on ecstasy, faked the whole thing and like got his rocks off and was like, oh my god, that trip was out of this world. What did I do? Oh my god, was I crazy? Yeah, oh, you were crazy. My. <laughs> 
was a tic-tac, people. First of all, can we interview this drug dealer with a conscience that actually <laughs> Who the hell does long that? Ago? that was 17 years ago. That is amazing. Isn't that crazy? So this guy pops up on your feed in yes. memories this week. And have you ever had a conversation with him like, hey, look, those were actually placebos? No, I've never told him. Oh, my God, Paul. That's amazing. I've never told you him. You gone to? Maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe I will. Why do you think that'll set him off? Well, I think it's going to make him kind of look back at his life. Like, you know that time that you blamed your first gay sex on an ecstasy trip? You just popped a Tic Tac. Your breath was awfully minty fresh. <laughs> but you were not tripping on ecstasy, my friend. That, that was au natural. You wanted amazing. it. You wanted that, that <laughs> white dick. We've heard it's good. We've you heard, heard it's, it's good? good. <laughs> Paul, no, that's no, no, my no. favorite story of the Isn't week. Isn't that crazy? That is amazing. It, it made me... So, Facebook, thank Facebook you memory. for the memories. Thank you for the memories. Oh, my God. My memories just come up, and <laughs> they're not at all like that. <laughs> mine are always just how bad my grammar was. I'm like, oh, God. What? Yeah, mine were like, cash me outside, girl. Like, I never used oh, to God. capitalize anything. And then instead of Y-O-U, I just put you in the number two. Oh, my God. They were so... Oh honestly, my, my Facebook memories remind me of how trashy and illiterate I was. So oh, God. That's crazy. <laughs> So should I look him? I mean, I see him. We're still friends on oh, Facebook. You think that. I should reconnect? Hell yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, you completely should. Is he still with? Is he still straight? Is he married? Or what's his deal? He was married. He's divorced, and now he's. I think he's dating someone else. He's not married again. He's dating someone else. I'm pretty sure. But I mean, but that's the thing. I like to sometimes reconnect with exes, but not for sex. I just, yeah, just want to see fun. how you're like, doing. But I think when you reach out to an ex. Um, don't you think that they think that you want to get back together? Mm, I don't know. You know, if I, I'm trying to think. None of my exes have really reached out to me at all recently, um, mostly because that's because they dumped me. But <laughs> I've always been dumped. I haven't really been the dumper. Okay, I'm going to share this text message oh, with you. Oh, is this from him? No, this is from, don't read the guy's name. But this is from another guy that I used to see in New York years ago, okay? Years and years ago. Just an ex that just happened to pop up. Saying, hey, I'll be in New York on June 2nd and 3rd. You around? Damn. And then I said, well, I would have to make a plan to be. And he said, you should make a plan to visit Friday night. And I said, do you leave Saturday? No, I leave Sunday. And I said, so how long are you offering me to visit? And he says, I have dinner plans Friday night, but no plans for New York. I said, I don't live in New York City, so I need you to be a little bit more clear. You do know that I don't have a place there anymore, correct? And he says, right, <laughs> you can stay with me. I have dinner meeting Friday, but you can stay. Ooh. So, I mean, I, but don't you think? Okay, are these relationships like when, when? Are these people you went out with like a couple times and then just kept it casual, like kept it moving? You guys were never exclusive. And, and well, do you think that's why it we, kind of flows. Well, I think we went out for. Um, well, he, you know, there was always Michael as the main, as the main, like settle down. Right. But then this one was like a long term side piece, you know. <sighs> Oh, all right. And now this person's come back and wants to meet you in June. Right. But, you know, I haven't seen this guy in like eight years. I mean, Let's we've changed. What if, he, what if he, you know, what if I'm not into it anymore? I feel like um, then you just don't stay with him. Can you just show up after eight years at somebody's hotel room and knock on the door and be sure. like, hey, it's me, honey, I'm home. Yeah, and then he opens the door and you're like, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> you know what I mean? I would. Why not? You either will... Just pick up where you left off, and you'll yeah. be like, oh, my gosh, there's something here. Or the minute you see them, you're going to be like, you know what? 
eh, we, we parted ways for a reason. Like, I wish you well. I would not, I would be like, hey, I'd love to meet you for dinner. And then you always know if it goes well, you've yeah. got a place to stay. And then if not, stay with one of your other friends. Well, I formerly uh, romanticized all my relationships because on paper, right. they all looked really good. And then afterwards, I'd be like, why did I let that fall apart? Like, why didn't I make that work? And then for the few that I did try to get back with or whatever we tried to reconnect, it, it's like it comes crashing back. Like right. the story I told you about the Vuv Clico and the $40. Yes, okay. yes. So shit like that. I'm like, oh, now I remember you're an asshole. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I think I will, um, maybe I will just for fun go and like have a cool dinner and fun time in New go York City. It. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. I feel like if any of my exes called me, I'd go have dinner with them. Why not? I'd love yeah. to see And I can always doing. be like, not tonight, honey. I have a headache. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I love this. Right. That's Block great. up his whole you... weekend. He thought he had a weekend booty call, and then I have a headache, and I sleep with my silk scarf that I tell you I have under my pillowcase the whole time. Okay, if you guys remember this. Yes, that's my favorite story. You wait till your lover like goes to bed, and then you pull out your silk scarf, you that's wrap right. your hair, you that's put it. your creams on, and then you go to bed, and then in the morning, you try to wake up a few minutes. And then I wake up, and all my fucking potions, though, as soon as I hear some moving around, I just pull that silk scarf off and I put it back under the and I look like oh I look like I just came from the hair salon. They are like god damn you aren't even human. How the fuck you look like that this early in the morning? I know I love it. All you my have potions. To pull that trick. You remember that guy said all my potions and creams? Yes. Remember I read that story? Yes. About the guy dissing me. I don't care how many potions and creams you put on. Shit in the morning I'm at my best in the morning. <laughs> Them potions and creams been working all night. They work great. Pull that silk scarf off, girl. I'm ready to go. We got to talk to our uh, intern, AJ. She went to a wedding over the weekend with a scenario that um, I don't know if anyone, I, I don't know if this is odd or not, but I, I wanted to ask you two before this because Dan has been making fun of me. You know, mm. my boyfriend, Dan, has been making fun of me all week. Um, can you name an ACDC song? I really can't. No. <laughs> I can't. AJ, can you? Okay. Does anyone know an ACDC song on this? So it's so sad, but I can't either. But I would totally wear Okay, all right, my style, because, you know, I really don't, I love to shop, and, and, you know, I enjoy shopping, I love handbags, I like fashion, but I really, I'm not a woman that, like, puts together outfits and knows how to pull earrings, and the stripe looks great with this pattern, like, that's really you, Paul, like, you're, you truly can pull it all together, I have to hire someone to help me get it all together, right, so, the stylist that I have had said, hey, order this ACDC t-shirt, and it'll go really cute with these shorts, right? So I ordered it, and I've been wearing it, and Dan's like, can you even name an ACDC song? And I was like, no, I actually can't. No. <laughs> and he's like, I don't think you can wear a band's shirt if you don't know their song. And I just wanted to ask you guys, because clearly I would rather listen to you than my own significant other. Mm. Is that true? Do you think you can, do you need to know the song that that band sings before you rock their t-shirt? Or in the name of fashion, anything goes. In the name of fashion, anything goes. And I think you're paying homage to that time. Thank you. You know, and that place. And when people walk by you, they think, oh, wow, she's cool. She's a rocker. No, I think (laughs) I've worn like an Aerosmith shirt. And I love Steven Tyler. And I love Aerosmith. Oh, my God. Name an Aerosmith song right Right. Um, Exactly. uh, Dream on. Armageddon. Dream Dream on. on, Dream on. And And, uh, what's that one? Don't want to miss a thing. Oh. Don't want to miss a thing. Even when I dream of you, the sweetest dream I'll ever do. I still miss you, baby. Don't want to miss a thing. All right. Okay. ACDC song. (laughs) 
Mm. Okay, do you know this one? You shook me all night long. You! Oh, sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that. Hey, you! Shook, shook me all night, night long. long. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Highway to hell. Highway to hell. See, That's we it. know these. Hell's bells? I don't know. No. I couldn't even tell you. All right. Thank you. All right. You know what? That answers that. Uh, I, I thought that you shook me all night long was you should be it, it totally messed up the words. I did not think. No, that's the right words. But I thought it was something totally I different. Did too. Oh, good. Thank God. You I did too. Should be with yeah. me. T- I thought it was totally something else. You know, you, you probably hear the song. Is. No, it's that's correct. But <laughs> um, I AJ, my own lyrics. By the way, AJ is our intern. Okay. Um, she's. You've been with us what a month. Yeah, I, I feel it feels like a long time. She's the one that does this incredible Courtney Kardashian impression, but she also went to a wedding over the weekend. Which you're so young. How old are you? I'm only 22. I cannot believe your friends are getting married at 22, Paul. I mean, can you yeah, imagine 22? getting it's married at 22? I can't even imagine getting married at 35. Oh God! I'm They're get... army people, I think. Oh, they get married early. God bless the <laughs> army or the na- or military, whatever. Okay. So you go to this wedding, and then you send us an email, and you're like, hey, you guys, have you ever heard of this? The couple had actually not physically seen each other for how long prior to the wedding? They had not seen each other for six months prior to the day before the wedding. Crazy. The day before? The, they couldn't have yeah. done one little trip? or It's a Skyping. That was the, what they did. That was okay. their thing. But, like, crazy. Does that count Skyping, do you think, before you're going to marry somebody? Well, I think if you know that person is the one, then maybe you don't need to see them all the time. But, and maybe people's circumstance, you know, you can't always travel because there is that as well. You know what I mean? Like, people can't afford to be running back and forth. That's true. Do you know? Right. So, I get it. And you're spending a lot of money on the wedding, but I don't know, a bus trip? I mean, yeah. I would have liked to have seen you, like, maybe a month before. Just Now, were they abstaining Something. from sex before the wedding? I don't think so. Like, they've been together for maybe, like, five years. Oh, And they're... so then he had to go to flight school. Years. And then he had to be away for, like, so they only see each other. In one year, they saw each other for 36 days. That's what the father told me. In one year, in one that's year. all they spent together? Oh, my God. God bless these two. I don't know how they're going to do it. Well, because you like to be sitting up under somebody's <laughs> armpit all the time. I do. Honest to God. I yeah. Am. You're like, I'm I am woman. You hear me roar. But to find me, you know, look in Dan's drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I do. I say this all the time. I love to hang out with Dan 24-7. Damn. Like I, Dan, to me, your significant other is your best friend. Like, you should hang out all the time. Like, I, like, you don't treat him like that on this podcast, though. You're like, oh, dance man. But you did, Whatever. You did when we went to Cheese Steak. I met him. Yeah, I, I, am, I, live, I live dual lives. You do. Because on this podcast, I make it sound like, oh, I'm not that into him. Please. And then I you are all about him. Yes. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with him when I see him in wow. real life. Like, I love him so much. And then I want to hang out with him. Whoa. Okay, this is like some new shit for me. Really? This, I'm like thinking I'm convincing you to stay with him. And here you are pining for him as you're sitting here with me. Oh, my God. But my, my issue is he, like, we never have enough time together. I feel like we never have enough time together. And I want to hang out with him all the time, which is why I kind of want to date that guy at Fox 5 who's like a stage four guy. Podcasting with the enemy, by the way. <laughs> like, I don't even know this bitch. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my God, you're obsessed with Dan. I like. I love, the hell I love to hang out with him. I can't, and I'm like, I actually want him to scale back his job because he works in soccer and he works all the time. I, Did I, y'all hear that? That was me falling. <laughs> I just fell on the floor. Have you heard their love story? How they met? Do you no. know? You know our story of how we met, right? We were we were sitting next to each other on an airplane. No. Like, what? I oh, can tell shit. you the story. 
No. We were flying back from Tampa, Florida to D.C., and we were sitting down next to each other, and we, there was all this fly, there's uh, weather delays in Tampa. And so he was on a little weather app, and so I started talking to him. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, do you think there's any chance that we're going to get out of there, out of here? And Dan always says I do my favorite move when I'm into somebody, and that is I grab their arm or I touch their arm. Yeah. And so I started, like, touching his arm, and I was like, what do you think, you know, from the app? And he was like, I don't think we're getting out of here. There's, like, no chance, you oh know. Oh, my God. And we just started talking, and then they deboarded us because we weren't leaving. And then I was like, hey, you should come to the bar with us. And I was with my old radio coworkers. Yeah. So we all went to, like, the Green Iguana and had margaritas, and then we flew back to D.C., we got off the plane. I gave him my business card. I was like, it was great meeting you. And then he emailed me a couple days later, put his phone number at the bottom. I texted him. And then he called me and asked me to dinner. And we've been together ever since. Wow. I meet people like that all the time. I, I never meet a stranger, though. I could talk to anybody. Were you in coach? Yes. God damn it. I, I need we to start were... flying coach because you know what? Let me tell you yeah, something. Yeah, but Dan's probably not rich enough for you. Like, I don't, I don't, he's No, but you get coach. to meet people. Like, I'm on this fucking Polaris shit going to London. You know, you're in a cocoon. Oh. Nobody's going to talk to me in a cocoon. God, that sounds amazing. Is that the one, like, with it the It doesn't walls? close completely, no. It only, it's only half of it closed. But you have your own little situation. Oh, God, that sounds great. It's I'm pretty over cool, it, but yeah. you're, but you just, all by myself. Wait, did what? I talk about the plane thing on the last podcast? I don't Coming know. back what? from Cleveland? Oh, my video? No, you have to talk about this because you had a video. You had your own video go viral. <laughs> you are a viral this? sensation. I'm a viral sensation, you guys. Which is on your... Oh, I always it's, forget. Is it Paul Wharton on, on Facebook? It's on Paul Wharton Jr., I think. Paul Wharton Jr. on yeah, Facebook. You need to I think check it this is. out. What the hell happened? Okay, so I'm coming back from Cleveland last week. TDC, um, I got to the airport at like 4 o'clock. There was maybe like three more flights going back to D.C. Anyway, there was a wind, heavy wind advisory on the East Coast. They weren't flying anything. So at the end of the day, by like 10 o'clock, they were, maybe 11 o'clock actually, I was in the United um, Lounge, and they were putting everybody on one plane. So I'd made friends with the people working at the airport. I'm like, that is too many people. I am not waiting with all those people. I, somebody's going to sneeze on me. You know, I just I can't be getting sick. Hell so no. I don't want to do this. There's no room for my carry-on. Uh, like, I just had a thousand reasons why I didn't want to be smushed with all these people. Yeah, so they thought it. it was really funny because I was like, <laughs> I was being a funny diva, but I was kind of halfway serious. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is funny, Diva Pop. And that's the way to get away with shit. Right. You got to be funny about it. And you got to make sure they're laughing. But then you just go in on all the shit you don't want to do. Do you know? I just don't want to do this. My blood sugar's low. I mean, you just start making shit up. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I went through all that. They got everybody on this one plane. They hadn't even boarded the plane. And I was like, well, what about all the other flights? I said, isn't one of those flights going back? And they're right. like, well, yeah, that's the flight. You're still on here. But we were going to move you with everybody else over there. And I said, but I don't want to. I said, what's happening to this plane? So then the woman said, well, the crew might actually time out. I have to wait and see. She walks away. The pilot comes off the plane. Okay. And I said, excuse me, sir. What time do you time out? Yeah. And he says, 2 a.m. And I said, great. So then the woman comes back and I says, I got to tell you something. <laughs> Two things. One thing is, all those people are over there getting ready to go on that plane. The second thing is, they're not timing out till 2. So she says, okay. So basically, when she says, now, are you sure that plane is about to leave? I says, no, I don't want to go with them. So she says, okay, come on. 
So she puts you on your own plane. She puts me on the plane. I'm waiting. I said, well, there's certainly going to be a stampede of people that see me getting on this plane by myself, and they're going to come over here and mess up my situation. They close the door. They push back. The woman's <laughs> doing all the, you know, the emergency exit situation. Click your seatbelt. The uh, flotations under the sea. I flew back on a commercial flight all by oh, my I saw the video. lonesome. It was hysterical. Not another person on that bad boy. That's amazing. Isn't that something? Your video is so good. Yeah. It was so funny because I don't think I've seen that in so long. Well, Usually I started they jam to freak out, lights. Sarah. I know. And you know why? You don't really realize this. I really kind of freak out when we were up in the air because you don't really realize how much you rely on the reaction and the energy of the other people on the plane gotcha. to know that everything's going to be okay. You know, you kind of look over, oh, nobody else is tripping. Okay, well, then let me just chill the fuck out. <laughs> or, and then there's a part of you that will think, <laughs> you know, if things start to go really crazy, you start to think, okay, well, at least we're all going down together. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm going to have these people, and we're going to be praying together, and, you know, Lord, see you on the other side, you know, whatever. But when you're by yourself, it's kind of like, ooh. It's totally scary. On a big plane like that, so I have flown some of those little planes by myself, but it's a, it was a different experience. Oh, my God, Paul. Yeah, so check it out. You have to watch it. Uh, by the way, we have to thank one of our amazing sponsors, HomeZen. If you are thinking about selling your home, selling a home, or you know someone who is, check out HomeZen. That's H-O-M-E-Z-E-N. They help you save $20,000 or more selling without an agent, which is pretty darn impressive. You can learn more. Just go to myhomezen.com or call 202-509-0553. They're one of our newest sponsors, and we know you guys some of you are becoming first-time homeowners homeowners check them out homezen.com you could save a ton of money also you need to come and see paul and me we are hosting this great wolf trap event get your tickets only 15 dollars for the pre-show cocktail party bar right you get wine tasting beer tasting one complimentary cocktail unlimited uh, all you can eat food bites a swag bag for the first hundred people and then we're all going to go to the b52s together so it's wolftrap.org backslash pre-show party i love it um all right don't I, I love feel it. like we got to check in with you when you're like, see how your trip goes to London. I love it. Oh my God. That you got did? me going. I love it. Let's see if we know this song. Let's see.